What is up, everybody? Episode 105 of J5, getting live here on Thursday, June 15th, 2023. We got two big things to talk about. First things first, we got to talk about the Subway Series. The Yankees and the Mets limp it in, end up splitting, but both teams don't look good. And then I got to hit on Saquon Barkley's comments. So first, let's dive right in. Yankees and the Mets at City. So the Mets um, have have played subpar this year. Bad defense, bad offense, bad pitching, bad bullpen, bad managing. You name it, it's gone bad for the team with the $300 million payroll. And Steve Cohen has showed a side of himself that we didn't think he had. He's re- He showed restraint. Maybe it's the Wall Street guy in him. He hasn't pulled. He's pulled the lever too many times on a bad trade. He knows you got to be patient sometimes. But whatever it might be, they came limping in to play the Yankees. No Pete Alonso. Bad offense. The Yankees, the same thing. Limping to play the New York Mets. Having lost two of three over the weekend to the Red Sox. 39 and 29 they were on the year going into this 38 and 29 going into this game. They jump out to the early 1-0 lead. Giancarlo Stanton continues to be a part owner of the Mets with Steve Cohen. Hit a home run early in this game. Then the Yankees give up five runs over three innings. Luis Severino continues to just be bad. Just not good. Nimmo hit the homer. He tied the game right away. Bing, bang, boom. Mets go up 2-1, 4-1, Then we get to the fourth. And the wheels fall off for Max Scherzer. The Yankee offense comes alive. They answer with five to take a lead. They give it up quickly later in the bottom half of the fifth. Luis Guillorme. Did the damage. And then. The. Yankees took a lead later on. Bing bang boom. Bullpen holds it down. Peralta works into trouble. Holmes works out of it. And uh, Michael King gets the save. And the Yankees find a way. To win a game. Move to 39 and 28. Next day. We got. Cole versus Verlander. And the pitching matchup lived up to the hype. Mets took a 1-0 lead in the 5th. Yankees tied it in the 6th. Both starting pitchers come out of the game after both looking pretty dominant. Yankees score 2 in the 7th. Isaiah Conner-Falefa steals home, gives him a 3-1 lead. Mets storm back. They get two in the bottom half of the seventh. They score on a hit-by-pitch with the bases loaded. And then a crazy play they score on. Starling Marte single to left. Brandon Nimmo didn't know where he was. Gets thrown out at second after being basically a third base. Third base coach held up the third base runner. So Nimmo gets tossed out at second, but we get a tie game nonetheless. And then Nimmo wins it late. 
So here are the prevailing thoughts that I have from this series. One, neither team's pitching or bullpen is good enough to win a championship. Start right there. The Mets are going to need to replace Max Scherzer among all the other issues that they have. That's first things first. Next, they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do here with this offense. Because it simply cannot sustain with um, with Pete Alonso being out. Alonso was playing at an MVP-like level, and then he got hurt, and it just simply was, you know, not going well for them. So that's that. Next, the the managing was not ideal by Buckshaw Walter. And it was also not ideal by Aaron Aaron Goon, I should say, but Aaron Boone. They both don't have a pulse on their team. They both don't know when to pull their starting pitchers. They both don't know the bullpen guys that they could trust. And it seems like they're tiptoeing around every game. Um, and it's the first time that Buck hasn't really looked like he's in charge of late. Seems like this year he's leaning more on the nerds. Um, he's leaning more on the analytics. And he's trusting the stats. Now, to the Yankees. The Yankees lineup is pathetic. And again, Boone's management or not Boone's management, whatever you want to call it, like the way the Yankee process is out of whack. The Yankees had an off day Monday. They used Peralta King and Holmes Tuesday. They have an off day today. Yesterday, they rested all three due to use management is what Aaron Boone said. So that's my first problem with that. My next problem is that the manager continues to not show situational awareness. What do I mean by that? Last night, in the top half of the 10th, you're playing for one run. You got Volpe, you got Bowers, and then I think you got Donaldson or Stanton up in the two spot. I forget. It was getting it was getting a little late, so let me look. Stanton. So in the tenth. With a runner on second. Instead of. Having Volpe lay down a sacrifice. Try to get. Higashioka over to. Over to third. And Bowers. Flying out. Would have got him in. Volpe strikes out. And he had a big double last night. So I'm not going to get on him. It's not a Volpe thing. It's a management thing. Bowers flies out. They walk. Stanton. They pitch to Donaldson. Donaldson grounds out. So, it just becomes not knowing situations. You need to get one run. 
then you could go to Holmes, you could go to Peralta, you could even say, screw it, we're going to go to King again. But the Yankees choose not to do that. Choose not to do that. Do whatever you want. But here's what I got to say. It's just continued situational issues with this team. And I know they don't have Judge, but even last night, as the game is ending, Bowers misplays the ball in left, Escobar in right, Escobar is waiting on second, thinking he's got to tag up. So he misplays the ball. They're lackadaisical, lackadaisical getting the ball in. Glaber's lackadaisical throwing it in to, to home. And they the Mets barely get a run across. Does that change the game? No. But the Yankees need to play with a little bit of urgency. I'd like them to play like they're nine games back of first place. I'd like them to play like they're barely hanging on to a wild card spot. I understand that they're 70 games into a season and there's a long season to go. I get all that. But how about a little urgency? How about this manager tries to act like a winner instead of the loser that he is? I'm so sick of this team. Both of these teams. Two highest payrolls in baseball and you're both pathetic. And you know what the damn shame of it is? Is that they set record attendance at both of these games at City Field. People paid their hard-earned money to watch shitty baseball. By one team that's five games under 500 and another team that's barely hanging on to a playoff spot. And guess what? The Yankees, without judging the lineup, are one of the worst statistical offenses in baseball. Yeah, I get it. You say, oh, well, if you take anybody's 40 home run hitter out of the lineup, they're going to struggle. But they're supposed to have other 40 home run hitters. Stanton, Rizzo, Donaldson. Donaldson's getting paid like a 40 home run hitter. He's batting 130. And the Yankees are trotting him out there like he's Joe DiMaggio. He hasn't earned the right to be there. He's not A-Rod at 40 years old. He didn't win you anything. You're paying him and you're playing him. And he should be DFA just like you did Hicks. It is pathetic the way this organization is run from top to bottom. You know... That Cohen is waiting in the wings to make a move. You know that Soto, Otani, calling up Mauricio, trading for pitching. It's all going to be on the table with Cohen. Hal? Hal wants the Yankees to get in the wild card spot, make it to the ALCS, and when they lose, get in front of the media and say, well, we're close. The process is close. It's about the process, not the results. That's what Hal wants to say. Because Hal is a loser. The manager is a loser. The general manager is a loser at this point. The fact that he has a Supreme Court justice job as the Yankee GM is embarrassing. He's going to be in there until he dies. And guess what? He hasn't won now in 14.
15 years if they don't win a title this year. That is pathetic. Not only has he not won in 14 years, they haven't even been to the World Series in 14 years. The Mets have been to a World Series more recently than the Yankees. That is bad. That's how poorly run you are. Who gives a shit that you win 90 games every year? You don't do anything when you get to the playoffs. It's embarrassing and it needs to change. The process is flawed and it's all a mirage. The Yankees are not a World Series team. The Mets aren't either. But the Mets are going to make moves to become a World Series team. The Mets got news for you. They are. They're four games back of a wild card spot. That means they're about an eight or nine game win streak away from being right in the thick of this. The Yankees, for reference, are holding a one and a half game lead on a wild card spot. And we don't know when Judge is going to be back. Hal said he, hope he, he hopes Judge is back by the All-Star break. If the Yankees have to play a month without Aaron Judge, I can assure you they will not be one and a half games up on the wild card when he gets back. That is the problem with this organization. All right. Now, to the Saquon Barkley situation. Over the weekend, Barkley talked. He was running a camp. Basically, what he had to say was that his issues with the Giants have to do with respect, that he's an important figure in the locker room, an important figure off the field, and he's not wrong about those things. But Saquon and his agent have overplayed their hand. Saquon is an immense offensive talent. However, what he's not looking at is that he missed 2020. He hobbled through 2021. And in the second half of last year, he was not the same running back that he was in the beginning of the year. It's just a fact. And the other fact is that NFL running backs are not getting paid second contracts right now. And the third piece of the whole thing is Saquon has already gotten paid as the second overall pick. He's made over $30 million. Now, do I expect him to give the Giants a hometown discount? No. But just because he says that he doesn't want to reset the running back market doesn't mean that he doesn't think that he should have the same contract as Christian McCaffrey. Because he might think that. Or his agent might think that. Because that would mean that he's not resetting the market if he gets that deal. What it would mean is that he's just matching a contract that's already in play. Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Burrow, Josh Herbert, they're going to reset the quarterback market. That's what Lamar Jackson just did. But the running back market is a changed market. You don't pay him anymore. And I think Saquon just needs to come to grasp with that. For the Giants, 
a good deal for them would be three years, $39 million. That gives them a $13 million year average with 26 of it guaranteed. Because 10, if he plays on the franchise tag this year, that's going to be 10 million. The tag basically goes up uh, 25% in year two. So if they were to tag him again, he'd probably get like 12 and a half million. So that'd be 22 and a half million. As a bone, the Giants should say, all right, we'll guarantee you 26 million. Three year deal, 39 million. No guaranteed money in the third year. It gives the Giants an out. Or they could make it a four-year deal worth $52 million, 26 guaranteed, half guaranteed based on incentives in the in the third year, and then the fourth year is just some like ridiculous number that Saquon will never see. But really, the Giants should not go beyond that. Because they have too many other guys they gotta pay. And you just don't pay running backs. It's how you strangle yourself with the cap it's how you cause problems for yourself and just overall it's not a good idea so what I would say is this I think there's a deal to be had here ultimately I think that the Giants um, get a deal done with Saquon sounds like the Giants put the deal back on the table that was originally taken off which Saquon said he was upset about it's a good way to mend the fences and start Getting a deal, getting working towards a deal as we have a little over a month left before Saquon has to decide if he's going to sign his tag or not. At the end of the day, he's not going to sit out. Ten million dollars is a lot of money to a guy who's made thirty million in his career, and I just think that the Giants need Saquon, and Saquon needs the Giants because nobody else is going to pay Saquon. Saquon only holds value here in New York. And the Giants only hold value to Saquon. If Saquon goes and hits the open market, he's going to get maybe a little bit more than Miles Sanders got. Miles Sanders was a thousand-yard rusher this year. He got a four-year, twenty-six million dollar deal in free agency. It's like a little more than eight million dollars a year. So the bottom line is this: the Giants need Saquon. Saquon needs the Giants. On June 15th, I'm going to say this. They get a deal done. All right, guys, that's an episode. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Tell a friend, tell a friend. I'll be back next Wednesday talking Yankees, talking Mets, talking maybe some MLB trades. We'll see. We've got to start talking NFL soon. Uh, But that's an episode. Sorry for the delay. J5 out.